This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Halo universe is filled with wonder, mystery, and fascinating discoveries around every corner. With so much to explore, four friends decided it was about time that they boot up the consoles and discuss this universe that has grabbed their attention since childhood. Jumperscape Audio kindly welcomes you to join them in the library. Ladies and gentlemen and other ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Library, the show where we talk about Halo lore, and that's roughly it. Joining me today are only my friends, Shane and James. Brian, unfortunately, couldn't make it today, and we don't have a guest lined up, so basically, it's just, we're all just at a detriment Party. today. It's just us. It's so, Woo-hoo. yeah. Party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Today's going to be entertaining, though. Uh, if you paid attention to our to our shift, if you've been looking at our Twitter or even just listened to how we handled last week's episode, things are a little bit different now. Uh, and that's because upon discussion and all of that, we realized we probably shouldn't be just throwing information at people. We probably should actually be throwing information at people and including conversations. So then it's not me doing like 90% of the talking. So. Uh, shout out to my fellow hosts for telling me that I'm talking too much, which is like that's that makes it sound like we got into an argument or something. But it was a very fair and realistic conversation. Um, it was a it, we're all friends. It, we're still okay. It, the show is fine. Uh, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> we are contractually obligated to show for the podcast. We all really hate this man. <laughs> we don't want to be here. You don't say that live on the broadcast. Anyway. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. how you know it's a joke because we're not live. Exactly. <laughs> that you know of. So the episode that we're doing today, though, is going to be rather entertaining, I'd say, because it's about the flood. Flood. Uh, the flood. The flood. Uh, poor Hidden Xperia. He created a whole new genre of jokes because of his accent. <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> Uh, so the flood, thankfully, this is actually a pretty good place to have the whole, uh, conversation focus that we've been shifting to because we've already talked about the flood a lot. It's, it's already been a very touched on subject because they are, they're interwoven into most things. Um, to kind of get us started though, just to set up a, a baseline, um, just to get all of the information out as quickly as I possibly can in a very condensed way. Uh, the forerunners, they killed the precursors, supposedly, and the precursors, upon realizing they are going to be killed, uh, they, they do one of two things. Either they seal themselves into stasis or one of three things. They seal themselves into stasis, they leave the galaxy, or they condense themselves down into a powder and that powder will one day kind of like regrow back into the precursors. Wasn't that um, powder, like, this is honestly, I'm surprised, like, I've even read anything about this, but as far as that powder goes, isn't that, like, the first, like, initial time, like, we've known, like, we figured anything out about the flood? is isn't, like, I read somewhere online, like, other than, like, CE, we, we saw the flood, like, in that powder form type deal. Yeah, um, it was something that was added in with the, uh, the inclusion of the, 
Forerunner trilogy. It was talked about that the Forerunners knew about it. Basically, uh, they the way that it had worked is that humanity they for some reason humanity kind of like took a taste to the the powder like it was used as a seasoning and it was also used as like wait are you being you get, serious no i'm being for real uh no, you're not. And, shut up and no, also no, you're not you're joking it was you're also j- a popular <laughs> supplement so- for pets these things Stop. called the feyru no you're you're full of <laughs> no really- i'm being for real <laughs> no, you're being serious. That's this, this is news that's actually hilarious they thought hmm alien bug dust let me eat this oh my god that's actually fucking hilarious yeah it it was great uh it was the the powder was very popular it was kind of a social status actually because um basically what what ended up happening uh so the feyru they were basically dogs in a way they were somewhat similar they're domesticated animals they were just pets um, but it, it basically, if, if humanity threw this powder at the Feyru, the powder was able to alter the genetic code of the Feyru and it would cause the Feyru to start developing these like strange growths, but they were seen as beautiful at the time in a way. So it was like a social status. If you had a Feyru that had these strange growths. It was something that's like, it's kind of like when you have a dog that's been bred for a specific beauty role. It's like, oh, well, that's great. It doesn't matter how smashed that pug's face is. Uh, <laughs> it's a very beautiful dog. So, uh, of course, things started going very wrong when the Feyru started, which to to point out very important thing here, they are uh, her- herbivores. They do not eat meat. And yet they started eating each other. Uh, which was wild. So the Feyru did start kind of eating each other and then they started getting a little bit more violent uh, a little bit further on. Uh, And so then basically what ended up happening after that is humans and Senshayum, both of them were interested in the whole Feyru thing. Uh, The Senshayum and humans started to spread the disease into other systems and so the flood outbreak, the first flood, the first outbreak began. Um, really rough uh especially given that it was a horrible time for it to happen considering that uh forerunners and humans were not at a good point in in their uh, whole relationship and so when the flood pulled up and human humanity decided to make the decision to start glassing planets to prevent the flood from spreading the, the forerunners didn't re- really respond well to that one so Pretty much the flood would grow from there. Uh, we have the whole thing that happened with the primordial who may or may not be a precursor who also may or may not be a, a like the grave mind from Halo 3. That's still a whole different topic that I'm still looking into ever since I saw it on the one episode we did. Um, and so for a while, there was a forerunner flood war after humanity was defeated because they were fighting a war on both fronts, which again should be noted. Humanity got the closest to winning. Uh, they actually had found a way to prevent the flood from spreading oh yeah it, it humanity. was yeah ancient humanity was kind of cracked they Cracks were fighting the flood. uh <laughs> they were they were fighting the the forerunners despite the forerunners having significantly more forces than them they were still fighting really well uh kind of reflects back on the covenant versus humanity and they were also figuring out how to beat the flood so they it was really impressive uh there's a lot of details that go into that but that'll be probably for another episode about the ancient humans themselves. Um, so with the Forerunner Flood War, it ends when Mendicant Bias uh, gets taken down by Offensive Bias after the rings are fired by uh, the Isodidact. Uh, upon the rings firing, you know, all life is wiped out, so the Flood is relegated to just kind of staying in stasis wherever they are. Other really ones just die out. about... Uh, the uh, the legendary ending for Infinite. It really makes you think about that whole thing. Yeah, because uh, that's the thing. I'm trying to spoiler heavy here, but I mean, the game's been out for a few years, and it's been it's been out. We don't we don't play around with. You've had enough time. Yeah, this, the, if if you're gonna expect anything from the show, it's gonna be spoilers because we're talking right. about the story. Say, so yeah, okay. they're walking was, into this one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say I'm trying. I'll try to be careful, but the game has been out for a few years, and this is a Halo podcast, so it's just like yeah. 
Yeah, you should probably expect some type <laughs> of spoiler. I'd at least hope so. But, yeah. you know, but yeah, it really makes you think about the whole ending with Halo Infinite. I remember watching, um, like, when Infinite was, like, just out and uh, Xperia was posting a bunch of videos. I remember, and he, he, like, even leading up to Infinite, like, he was always talking about mendicant bias. And they they even hinted at him heavily in uh, a few of the, like, there was a point in the, one of the, uh, uh, trailers for Infinite where Chief is like looking at something and it's like the three red dots and it, like if you like again in books and stuff like that that's what Mendicant Bias looks like as far Which as he... correct me if I'm wrong that never even appeared in the game um I don't it, think it that, that same exact cutscene I'm pretty sure he was talking to the weapon in that same cutscene ID it had nothing that did not ha- I mean that cutscene happened but the three dots I felt like they put them there intentionally <laughs> I don't know why possibly but I mean I guess if you're gonna some add some foreshadowing or like leave some drop some hints but it just odd but yeah it, it was he was very much heavily hinted at in the game yeah it's it's interesting but since he's there which is interesting to say the least uh it's still exciting because i'm hoping that since the didact is potentially coming back i still really want to see those two interact in game i would I would love that just because their conversations in the books are they're so good. The didact is great in anything that he's in, really. So I'm buying that book when it comes out. Uh, So uh, there were a couple other smaller engagements that happened with the flood and its growth. Uh, The earliest encounter that humans, modern humans uh, for the 2500s ran into, they it was the spirit of fire in Halo Wars. Um, they had come upon a, a forerunner shield world that was riddled with the, with the things. And, you know, they deployed on the planet to try to figure out what's going on and they get swarmed by flood, uh, upon going through the planet though, they realize they can take them out and the covenant at the same time, preventing a, uh, preventing the covenant from gaining a fleet of forerunner warships that would just, they would cause a big problem. So Upon causing the planet to go supernova, uh, the flood is destroyed and the, so the covenant think. is defeated. Um, so that was the that was the first time. But then after that, that's when we get uh, the the real good stuff, which is uh, Halo Comet Evolved, where they go to Installation Zero Four. The flood is released from the facility, and you know we kind of go from there. Uh, which that fight does go on for a bit. Uh, thanks to a lot of details from novels and stuff we know about a lot more such as the Mona Lisa what happened there um, we also know a lot more about what Some happened, uh, know what happened think, thanks, to the, thanks to the book tie-in of Comedy Evolved which I would highly recommend anybody who really likes lore read uh, even though there are parts that are like yeah I played this what does it matter There are there's so much more in that novel that expands what you know uh, is including uh, Jenkins, what happened to him, and the the Marine that was in the in the cutscene for Comedy Evolved, where uh, you know the helmet cam watches him. Jenkins got infected, but he didn't get completely infected, so he was conscious the entire time, uh, which creates a whole terrifying sequence where he's trying his best to tell these like scientists that there's something very wrong and that they should stop experimenting and start killing, basically. Uh, but he was suffering the entire time because, of course, the flood had infected him and ra- just ravaged his body completely. Kind but of he was uh, still conscious. tying into um, CE. Again, again, my ignorance may be showing here, but isn't, like, when Keys got infected... Like and like the you know the the flood was kind of like searching his memories for like oh Earth UNSC secrets all that kind of stuff wasn't he like intentionally like trying to think about other things so the flood didn't find Earth yeah and he succeeded that was the best part about it like they basically he would distract himself by thinking about everything else the problem is is thought that about his family I'm pretty sure at some point he thought about his family and stuff like that. Yeah, so he he eventually like uh, he was able to with, withhold the information. Um, pretty much the 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 way that it, that he did it, that thing that he was doing in the scene where he's just reciting his own name, his rank, and his serial number, 
that was his way of distracting himself from thinking about Earth, basically, was just staying focused on who he was. He was just thinking about him and thinking about things relating to him. But that's the painful part, is that his memories were being ripped from his mind, which would not be a very comfortable experience. So, unfortunate for him, but that's just kind of the way it was. Uh, after that, though, we have a couple more engagements, such as on Installation 05 with Halo 2. Uh, the flood war happening there that got way more intense. And then finally with Halo 3, when they pull up on the on Earth and Africa and then the Ark and then Chief Supernova is the thing and uh, the flood is defeated one final time, supposedly. Uh, we do have we do have modern engagements happening. Thanks to Halo Wars 2. We know about them there. There are still flood on the Ark. They've just been trapped inside of High Charity, but two very stupid brutes opened High Charity again, so the Flood is back on the Ark. Which means the Flood is back on the menu, boys! You think? Uh, Which we all thought was going to be the case with Infinite, and then the minute we saw the raid, like the rating got released for Infinite, and we were like, oh, no Flood. (laughs) (laughs) We saw the T rating, like, yeah, you can't really have the Flood and have a T rating, it just doesn't work that way. So, that that was kind of a (laughs) fucking bummer but you know it is what it is it's just the way it is what it is uh that's the that's kind of the gist of the flood's history there's a lot more that goes into how they work psychologically and how they use neurological stuff relating to the precursors um how they interact with the metaphysical and the technological um but that's the overall gist of it uh the thing that is the most relevant to this whole conversation, though, that I kind of wanted to get us started on is uh, actually relating to Cortana's rampancy, because so here's the thing. It, it's very likely that what happened to Cortana was, first of all, she had all sorts of like everything was going against her, really, because she interfaced with a infinite well of knowledge, thanks to the forerunners. And accessing the installation on Com- in Comet Evolved, she accessed the Covenant Battle Net, which I'm fairly certain she's the only AI that has been able to do that. So that's an even lar- that's another large well of knowledge. Then she had reached her seven year life lifespan, but and it's unknown. The logic plague. <laughs> yeah, and then the logic plague, but it's actually unknown. And then she interfaced with the domain, which that would that would mess with anybody. But it's actually unknown if she would be capable of getting rampant. That's the interesting thing. So she's unique. Yeah. As far as so, an AI goes. When it comes to what happened to Cortana uh, and the grave mind and stuff, that's the stuff that's like, that's the bridging moment there with what happens with what if the primordial is the grave mind. Which it would mean a lot of things if that's actually true. Because the Primordial could do the same thing. And I don't know if it's just a flood thing to just be able to use the logic plague. I, I honestly don't know. I've never really looked into it. Uh, but more, more in the reality of when it comes to what happened to Cortana, do you think it's more likely that it would have been the Gravemind's fault? Or was it Rampancy? Or... Just a combination. I mean, I I mean, I you definitely have to make the argument that it was just like a combination of everything you listed, and then who knows if she would have like actually gone rampant because of the way Halsey made her. I really think that a lot of like the major, I think a lot of the major issue in my opinion was definitely, you know, the whole grave mind situation from Halo Two to Halo Three. I definitely think that might be the leading cause of it. Yeah, that's just my somewhat uneducated opinion on it i personally i kind of have to take it more at face value and what was shown and not really on theory um because yeah you don't know what happened to cortana in there but at the same time i feel like cortana was just the first of her kind and yeah she's special and unique in a lot of ways but it is other smart ai that also go through rampancy yeah because the only real big difference between them and Cortana is that Cortana was made from living tissue, and I mean I'm that's not a pretty exa- big 
I feel like it's, that's a pretty big difference, though. It's a, it that? is a pretty large difference. I mean, she her her intelligence was significantly better than any other smart AI, and her her capabilities were significantly better. Hence, why she was handed off to the best Spartan. But it's still very interesting as a whole scenario. There are details as to what happened to her. Thankfully, like there was a a short story that was made that was set between the end of Halo 2 and uh, the rescuing in Halo 3. Um, and it's it's interesting because it's the logic play is kind of difficult to fully understand because of what it's what it does, because it's not corrupting. It's not damaging. Uh but it, he's basically feeding her so much knowledge and feeding her so much information that it starts to speed up the process of rampancy in a way. That's why a part of me feels like it, it's a mixture of, you know, everything she had to deal with, like everything you listed off, even like no matter how, you know, different and special she's intended to be. I mean, everyone saw her condition in Halo 3 when she finally got to her in a high charity she wasn't doing very well <laughs> so yeah. it's just like I mean you have to take you have to really think that her time in high charity and with the grave mine and the flood really did her in yeah it's it's really interesting because it's kind of actually like the flood can infect an AI somewhat that's scary. because they basically <laughs> feeds the AI so much information that the AI gets overly focused on trying to figure these this new well of information out and then the grave mind or whatever flood form in question would start to take advantage of that distraction to start kind of taking her apart piece by piece like file by file but she's aware that it's happening and that's that's the pain part <laughs> um it's very difficult to explain but that's the part that's kind of like, okay, what if the grave mind is the primordial? Because the primordial did the same thing to mendicant bias. Like that's how he got the and that's how he got the AI to turn on the forerunners. He used the logic plague on mendicant. Wow. So it's it's a very complicated situation, but uh, the flood's capa capacity and their capabilities. It's interesting to say the least. I'm kind of wondering though what it is that humanity back in the day did to make it so that the flood were actually capable of being defeated. Because I've I've kind of looked into it before and I know that I think the the book what is it? I is it it's surprise, I think it's surprise it's in a book. <laughs> well, it's everything that goes into deeper detail about how things go is usually in a book. Um or it's in a terminal, but they didn't touch on anything with the flood uh, in the terminals, at least not in detail. They just knew, they just said that there was a war going on. But uh, in the novel, I think Cryptum, there was a, there was a moment where they explained that humans were, first of all, willingly sacrificing their own. So if someone got infected, they would just lock them away. And that was one way to prevent infection from spreading was a very practical just quarantine, basically, and then let them die off. Uh, but there might have been other things that they were doing. It's it's a very difficult thing to de to defeat. But the, the interesting thing is that there is still a potential that the flood could shape right back into the precursors at some point, just because, I mean, we talked about before about how the precursors, they since they're transcendent, their capacity to die should be inconsequential. If they were to somehow die, they should be able to just kind of reform into some other, into some sort of other energy or other Keep form. Keep it going. Yeah. Because, I mean, transcendence that you literally transcend sentience. Like, being alive is no longer a hindrance to you. You transcend both life and death. So, I mean, Pretty accurate based. to the flood... But, uh, I don't know. I, I I think like I would want the flood to come back to some degree and then have a bigger stage. They already had a sense. pretty big stage. I was gonna say. I mean, they got on Earth. It doesn't get much bigger than that. <laughs> but I mean, 
Uh, I mean, they they could rework it. Where they, I don't know. There, there's a lot of potential. I mean, I they, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole with like Halo Infinite story, the lack of flood, and you know how the story could go from here with the flood. But I mean, there's definitely plenty that they could do. There's I mean, there's a lot of a lot of history with the flood and Zeta Halo. So it's just like uh, there's also I'm pretty sure there's also an Easter egg at Infinite. If once you go into like one of the rooms where it's like holding like. The D- I think it's DNA. I don't, I'm not sure if like a bunch of different species like Sanghealy, Ungoy, like a bunch of different species. Oh, you, what are the rooms? What are those rooms called? You gotta educate me here. Wait, uh, hit me with it again. So it's basically just like a room. It's they're, They make an appearance several times in Halo Infinite. It's like a room you go into has like the floating, like the floating pillars and it has like the outlines of a bunch of different species. Oh, Silexes. Yes, the Silex. If you go, I forget what part of Halo Infinite it is. I think it's intend. It's clearly intended to be an Easter egg. But if you mm-hmm. s- stray off the path a little bit of one of the missions towards the end of the game, um, you'll you'll find yourself in one of those rooms, and you will find a um one of those little like the one of the you'll find the rooms, and a bunch of them have the infection form logo. Like it, it literally looks like an infection form. Yeah. So okay. it's just like, yeah, it's something I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure though, aren't those rooms again, I, I could be completely wrong on this again, educate me if I am, but those rooms are used for, like in the event if a halo ring is fired and then they can completely just like, you know, disperse and repopulate the, the galaxy with that is one of their uses. Okay. That's one of their uses. The other okay. use is what happened to, um, the Zalanin, um, which, I want to real quick apologize because I uh, I think a couple a couple weeks back maybe three weeks back I was saying Zalalin a lot and I have no idea English. what sort of uh, <laughs> what sort of dyslexia I had developed in that moment <laughs> but it, it's absolutely Zalanin and shout out to a certain friend of ours that's going to be guest appearance making a guest appearance in about I don't even know how many weeks I, I'm not willing to go and look right now and kind of hype it up just yet but it's scheduled and he's the reason why i realized it so shout to him when he eventually pops up and you realize who it was um but it was a prison for them uh why they were imprisoned no clue um where did they come from good question uh how do they have similar power to the precursors so great inquiry um what are they going to do now that they're back? It's fantastic question. <laughs> <laughs> the, Zalanin, the answer is no idea. They just kind of pulled up. I don't know. Even even Installation 00 was like, I mean, he tried to do a video breaking down the Zalanin, but he couldn't do it because there's nothing on them. There, there's really nothing at all. Hey there, Halo fans. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with our friends right after these messages. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Speaking of very little on them and nothing at all, uh, kind of pulling it to whether or not we're going in the right direction for external lore, which to hype up things for our dear listeners here, uh, so the way that we have these episodes set up currently, we uh, we have 25 episodes that we've written out ahead of time to cover all of the bases of everything that could possibly be covered in relation to other shows that we've produced, such as Tarkov, A Halo Story. And it's a way to ensure that our listeners understand some of the deeper lore aspects. Because if they don't, then it, it makes some of the the more intricate references they'd fall on deaf ears and we don't want that to happen. So that's what the whole point of this is. But after episode 25, which will be a great episode, it's going to be 
kind of free form from there. It'll be topic to topic. And more specifically, we were talking with uh, a newfound buddy of ours, guy named Halo Guy, ironically enough. Uh, and the discussion there was uh, shout out to him, by the way. I know he listens to this show. So thank you for listening. It's great. To, great to have you here. Uh, please guest make a guest appearance on our show. Uh, very, very cool. Um, but uh, he was asking about whether or not we had a plan uh, after that whole topic set up, uh, which I thankfully did get to tell him. Yeah, we do have a plan, actually, because the whole point was to start kind of branching out from there, not having anything preset, just being like, this is what we want to talk about for this week. And we'll go from there. And then the the topics would be about more modern stuff because there are modern additions to the lore. It's just that sometimes they're not that great. Uh, sometimes they're also not very specific and you have to figure out where they fit in. Uh, so having us on hand, which after episode 25, I think uh, you, James and Shane, you guys will be uh, honorary Lord nerds. So you'll have a, right. you'll have an opinion, a valid opinion on <laughs> Halo lore. Uh, Good to know. And we'll be able to talk more about that stuff because we have some very interesting things that are coming out from the, uh, I forgot what they're actually called, but they're these extra stories that are being created uh, based on the seasons for Halo Infinite uh, story shards. They're like these little pieces that they're adding in from Halo Waypoint. Uh, they're being written by, I, I think it's Wakeford. He's the guy behind most of Halo's lore at the moment. Um, and his direction on things is, is certainly interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to see, seeing how we can expand on the stuff that he's introducing, but for the time being, there's a lot to explain and there's no one talking about it. So if we can become the first voices to address these sort of things, I'm all down for that. I'm, I'm all down to cover it. It'll just take a while so we can actually have time to cover everything else that we need to cover. But for now, uh, speaking on the things that don't have a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of context, like I mentioned. Uh, Eratus. Do you remember who that is? The AI guy. Yeah. Infected. Nietzsche. Yeah. The what? <laughs> the, the, the banished AI in Halo oh, Infinite. Yeah, 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 yeah. As of recording this, by the way, uh, season four is currently about four days out from, no, three days out from dropping. So we don't know if infection is good yet. All I know is I didn't see the classic shotgun and I'll leave it at that. So Eratus, I, I looked into him because I had no idea about him. I realized I was like, okay, so we, I know that we, uh, those two Spartans extracted him or whatever and put, and one of them, the, what is it? Dingy put him into his brain. And ever since then, things have been kind of messed up. Uh, and Eratus has a very interesting origin story. Uh, he was developed by a company called Lux Voluspa, which is like a human, like it's a, it's a human company. But they specialize in researching artificial intelligence that is created by using brain donors from other species that aren't human. So, Eratus developed from Gerald Hane, basically. Uh, so he ends up getting stolen by the banished essentially uh they just stole the ai right out from the company and aratus has kind of just been active with the banished ever since uh eventually he gets taken by the spartans of course and taken back to the avery j johnson academy of military science <laughs> um which i'll still take that as a major insult that Oni would put something super hidden underneath the, that that academy. They don't got no respect whatsoever. Um, but the the Spartans now are running into a problem because now Eratus, who has been revealed to basically be an infiltrator AI of sorts, uh, he is starting to take over the entire academy, and more importantly, he is capable of taking remote control of Spartan armor. Now, at first I thought that 
is redonkulous. That's stupid. Why why would that be a thing? How could they just make it so an AI takes over Spider now? Hold on now. AI can do that. That is a thing that Spartan Armor is capable of doing. <laughs> well, I mean, wasn't there a point where Chief almost got infected and Cortana activated his shields and it popped the infection form on him? That that's one thing. But I'm talking about full autonomous, like an AI can take over a Spartan armor set. Just make them do whatever. Just do whatever. Could be completely hollow. That's horrifying. <laughs> it, That's it, it, terrifying. Is it is actually like, we've never seen it, but it is a thing that can happen. Uh, and now we have a pretty darn good idea of that actually happening. Because thanks to people always leaking things forever, uh, we have already seen the season four cutscene. And uh, in the season four cutscene, Eratus takes over a uh, a Spartan suit and lunges at our Spartan guy and then the cutscene ends and here you go welcome to infection um so the concept is basically that Eratus is starting to take control of all of the Spartans in the academy I guess uh although I, since it's in the context of Spartan simulations then that would actually mean that it's still a simulated combat arena because Spartans aren't actually dying. I don't know. I'm sure they'll find a way to solve that little the little road bump there. But uh Eratus concept kind of all right. I just I don't know why it couldn't have been the flood is on installation zero seven. Like I wanted Halo 2 anniversary flood forms. You remember those guys, those things? Oh yeah. 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 Those, th that infection was awesome. I, I just, because of the concept, <laughs> but H2A had really, really good infection for Halo 4 is, was pretty wild. <laughs> they, they, they I, the really screeching like gave flood, me but... a panic attack every time I played. <laughs> they were crazy, but it's yeah. It's just I don't I don't know I don't I don't know if I'm down for the flood being this absent for this long, considering that they haven't been outright removed. Like if three four three has proved by this point that if they don't want something to make a, an appearance ever again, then they would just remove all possibility of it ever happening. So if they go that route, then. Why not just remove the flood if you're not interested in telling their story anymore? Um, maybe they'll be told in the new Didact book. I don't know. I just know that the only time that we see the flood in the past... Let's see. In the past over 10 years, it was Halo Wars 2. Which the flood is awesome in that game. They're really fun to fight. You still can't play as them, but that's okay. Mods exist. Uh, it's still like, why couldn't it have been the flood? Why wasn't the flood on installation zero seven? Because it would have been logical for them to be there, especially since silexes were being broken open. Um, I just, I don't quite get it. I, I really don't. I'm trying to figure out a way to justify, but you created an entirely new character. You developed an entirely new, albeit cool ability for, AI to display that had only been talked about before. Uh, but it's a character that we don't know anything about, that we have not had any time to grow with. Um, it's like, I don't know. It's it's not exciting, you know? I, I would be super hype if infection cutscene starts and, you know, we jump into that Oni shaft or whatever and we go to the bottom and at the bottom we hear, you know, like... You know, <laughs> something that's like, oh, it's them. It's the flood. But instead we have red, angry, brute AI guy. Yeah, I, I just don't. It's going to have like considering they've already talked about like not having like any add ons for the campaign. It's just like something stupid is going to have to happen for like them to bring the flood back. It's going to have to. They're gonna have to do something that's gonna so I mean it's either gonna we're gonna have to wait a long time for the next Halo game, or they're gonna go back on the word and actually make, you know, like an add-on can add-on DLC for the campaign like every few years or so. 
which would make yeah. the most sense, but if they'll actually do it is a whole another question. Mm-hmm. So with the flood though, where we're at with that, at what point do you think we need to reach at this point before we have to consider uh, firing the halos? Um, Cause they're not gone yet. They're now outside of the galaxy. They are outside the range of the halos. So I, I, I think they would consider it like the minute, like, they're like a grave mine would be heading towards Earth, or if like Earth was like completely compromised, not like not like in Halo Three, but like just all around, like they knew like they were just completely. I feel like they would probably do it like once Earth is like completely cr- compromised, because Earth is like the be all end all. Well, I mean not so much anymore. Like in the original Halo trilogy, you, you definitely like Earth was like uh, like I, the Covenant's been through so many other planets and out. Other colonies, it's just like, okay, well, fuck whatever happens else on the other colonies. Earth is all we have left. So it's just like, I'm sure, I mean, I know they haven't completely recovered because of the amount of people that were killed in the Human Covenant War, but I really mm. think they'd consider it if, like, a grave mind or just, like, like had Earth in its sights and they were on Earth and it just was not going well. Because despite us getting, like, the humanity getting out of the shit in Halo 3, like, if it wasn't for honestly, if it wasn't for the Saint Healy, they would probably they they probably would have lost Earth. <laughs> yeah. They, considering the shipmaster glassed Africa, <laughs> then <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. brain for some reason thought you said Master Glass and like who's Master Glass? <laughs> <laughs> no. Shipmaster that's, that's me, I'm Master Glass. I am Master Glass. No. Would have Shipmaster Shipmaster glassed Africa and was just like, yeah. We're gonna do you a favor, just you know, you'll be one continent shy, but Earth will still be a thing. <laughs> and I'm gonna be real with you. If it wasn't for my buddy, my best and friend telling me uh, that hey, I shouldn't we'll do shit it, alone. I would have absolutely decimated your entire planet. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> Without a ready. shadow of a doubt, no hesitation. Without a shadow of intent, I mean a doubt. A shadow of intent. <laughs> so uh, Halo it, lore it, jokes. <laughs> it would have been actually kind of like that would have been a very interesting ending to the whole thing. Like it, the Covenant find Earth, but it's not the Covenant technically that would wipe it out. <laughs> it would be them. It would be their newfound friends trying to prevent the flood from spreading, and then they lose Earth over that. Ironic. Uh, that would quite the Earth L. gets glassed, but not out of spite. <laughs> yeah, it's it's More like, of a mercy killing. It's, it's like, but. But we fought so hard. It's like you should have fought harder. Uh, then Arbiter Fortnite dances on uh, the ashes of uh, Africa. When are we getting Arbiter and Fortnite? Good question. Probably before we get Arbiter and I mean in Halo game. That's true. He is in a book though recently. (laughs) He is in a book. He's on. He's on Installation Zero Seven now. Don't but. care. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll probably. I would have cared if he popped up in the game. <laughs> yeah. As. Yeah. It's, uh. Honestly, if if Chief interacted with literally anybody else, and if anything actually happened in the campaign where the ending wasn't the same as where we started, uh, that would have been really cool. Pain. So anyway, with the flood, uh, <laughs> pain, misery. I wanted to pull back to the whole thing of the primordial is the grave mind because I'm that's still just messing with me. Uh, it's like so the primordial and the grave mind are somewhat the same creature. So the primordial is described as being, you know, a, a massive conglomeration of many different creatures all mashed together, mangled you know, melted together almost, and it speaks in a uh, in a way that's oh, what is it? It's oh, what am I thinking of? I I know what it's called, but I can't remember what it's the it's the format of speaking that he uses. It's on the tip of my riddles. T- no, it, there's a fancier <laughs> term for it. Uh, you know what? Whatever. It's a it's a word. I I will remember it. It's linked to Shakespearean language. It's it's a some something. Old English. We'll go with that. So <laughs> they 
he he speaks in that in that strange way that the grave mind does. He has the same level of wisdom, and the reason why it's more of like a maybe the primordial and the grave mind are the same creature is because the grave mind is a conglomeration of all the grave minds before him. So there have been multiple consciousnesses, 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 consciousness. Stop it. Creatures. Mm. There have been multiple iterations of him leading up to what he is in the games. And all of it supposedly is sourced from the primordial. So over the course of time, the primordial just became the grave mind that we know today, which is terrifying in many ways because the primordial is a very dangerous dude and I don't believe he's gone. <laughs> Uh, I don't care what you tell me. If we bombed that thing, if that ring got decimated and it hurt the Ark in a big way and the flood is still there, that means to some degree the Gravemind is too because the Gravemind was in high charity. So that's unfortunate, but also really cool because that means he could be back. Hey, you know what? Bring the whole gang back together. Didact, Primordial, Mendicant Bias. Let's have them sit down in a sitcom and see what happens. Reality show. All Make it a reality of show. the clickbait um, Halo characters, let's just make them all actually happen. That'd be great. You know, I would love it if one day one of these Halo YouTubers releases a clickbait video and it's actually about something that's going to actually show up in a video game. Because nah, uh, I, I think we, I think happen. we got, <laughs> I think, I think by now we've gotten tired of uh, the whole, you know. Back in the day with Halo 4 follower, before he was just Halo follower, uh, when he was like, here's all the things that are happening with Halo 4, here's all the potentials and all of that. We were excited about the theories, even if most of them didn't happen with Halo 4. We were still excited about them. And then he started doing the same thing for Halo 5, but things started to get a little bit more mainstream, so he wasn't the only one doing it anymore. Uh, it's still tiresome, but you know we were still interested in the theories. Granted, absolutely none of them happened, thanks to Hunt the Truth's uh, false marketing. Um, and then Halo Infinite. I mean, there were they released two trailers, and we got like three hundred fifty thousand hours of theories and lore content off of those two trailers. And um, I mean, needless to say, pretty much nothing that anybody predicted happened. I would very much enjoy it though at some point if uh, we could actually predict them, or at the very least, if the writers could predict what we predict. Uh, that'd be really, that'd be really cool. I could really go for that. Uh, man, it seems like no matter how hard we try, <laughs> conversation bleeds back into man. It's this sucks. <laughs> it's it's hard because of just the state that Halo's in right now. It's hard to be positive. Um, I I think it's also because like okay. Touching back on the installation zero zero video because it was profound. We're talking about lore that's been around for years. Like the stuff that we're talking about right now with the flood and the primordial and how the flood grew and how the flood got to where it is now and how it's on the ring. That lore is all almost 10 years old now. Like it's been around for a long time. So since it's been around for so long and it's had no expansion there's no there's been no attempt to bring it back into the mainstream content or bring it back into relevancy because of that it makes it difficult to continue talking about it because it's almost as if you're a broken record by this point because for us the challenge that we're going to end up running into eventually if Halo Infinite doesn't figure themselves out if 343 doesn't figure out how they're going to do this is going to end up being that we have to really nitpick. We have to really like pick and choose what we want to talk about because we're going to run out of stuff to chat about. Uh, and we're going to have to start going into biographies, basically, to try to be like, okay, so here's a whole episode about Captain Keys and his many, which I would love to do, honestly. But, you know, the many misadventures of Admiral Cole, you know, stuff like that. It's And it's like, sure, we could do episodes about that, but... You know, it's not overly, it's not covering the major important stuff. It's covering the very niche things. And so that's why talking about the most recent stuff is usually helpful because there's a lot of people that are actually looking for the more recent stuff because all of the stuff that we're talking about has already been talked about 
sometimes better, most of the time better, at least if you're going to talk about actually conveying the information, because I don't think anybody really should come to this show for 100% well-researched information, more just come here for a conversation and a debate while understanding that we're doing our best to maintain 100% accuracy. Uh, But since this is usually recorded with no, like we're not sitting down all day and comparing notes and sipping coffee and tea, talking about how we want to talk about this topic, we quite literally message each other sometimes an hour before the episode starts and we're like, hey, are we still doing this? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll be in Discord in five seconds. Uh, and then we play video yep. games for like an hour and then we start recording. <laughs> uh, so the typical rhythm. It's a, it's a good rhythm. And I think that really establishes how we actually should be on the show because that establishes the whole, this is about, I mean, it, it, what was it that I like to advertise it as? I, aver- I advertise the show as relive those moments where you're hanging out late at night playing Halo with your friends and one of your friends just randomly starts talking about Halo lore and everyone gets in on the conversation. That's what this is supposed to be. Uh, really messed it up on the first few episodes, definitely, but that's going to happen to pretty much any show that is, what was this? this, is like my second, second spoken, like conversational podcast that I've done. So very much still getting the hang of this sort of stuff, but you know, it's the way it is, but advertising it and trying to portray it as, Hey, this is a group of friends trying to have a good time. Very helpful. Especially since we can, we have the open opportunity to just debate and talk about this sort of stuff. However, I could really go for some new lore. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that voice crack was very unfortunately sad. I you okay, buddy. Uh, no, <laughs> I pride myself on being able to to make my voice crack like Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> big big fan of him so I just practiced my voice cracks until I actually was able to do it Jerry Lewis and Dick Van Dyke those are my those are my top two comedy references (laughs) they inspire me a lot Uh, but no I'm not okay not even even a little bit Uh, I'm sad it's a very sad existence right now for a guy who really 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 loves Halo especially actually just a completely off topic thing since we're coming near the end of the episode anyway uh halo merch is depressing right now there's not a lot of it no there's not even like mcfarland toys which i love mcfarland toys. halo merch halo merch yeah like right now a, lot, if you're, a few lego th- i'm seeing a few lego sets but it's like the same things that like launched when the halo infinite did so mega it's like, blocks yeah mega blocks uh, ahem, mega constructs they rebranded oh whatever <laughs> mega blocks <laughs> it's mega blocks let's be real they just really Nothing wanted to real. remember the last time that I talked about this. I was like, yeah, Time Warner switched to Spectrum and now everyone loves them. Same thing happened to Mega Bloks. <laughs> but if you go to uh if you go to Halo's like merch store uh on the Xbox shop, um, well, it's not it's not great. It's kind of sad actually. Because there's a lot of ideas that people come up with for like, oh, here's some really cool lore. Here's some really cool like merch ideas. And there's only like one piece of apparel that I'm like, yeah, that's pretty dope. And it's this uh, this kind of like canvas esque fabric hoodie that you can get that has. Uh, you guys have seen me wear it actually. It has the the Halo Comedy Evolved uh, case on it, like the design, and it looks super dope. Uh, so there's some stuff like that. But aside from that, it's kind of just random stuff. There's not really like a theme to it ever. HCS gets often more merch than the, the real stuff. Uh, it's just depressing. It's a little sad. Uh, I could very much go for like merch that makes it seem like it's ripped out of the universe, like a training shirt or something. If you actually go on to Etsy, though, Etsy, they, they got something figured out. These people figured out that there was something going wrong with the the Halo Halo marketing team. So they just started making a bunch of stuff like so much stuff. Uh, first of all, little like 3D printed 343 Guilty Sparks with functional lights. And uh, th- this one, I don't know why Xbox hasn't done it. A ring 
but it's a halo ring for your finger. That's genius. <laughs> I, I, like, I, wa- I want it. I want it real bad, but I can't because it's $375 on Etsy. <laughs> Uh, so stuff like that. I mean, there's just so many things on Etsy that's like, yeah, no, take a look at Etsy because they got all sorts of really cool stuff going on there. Um, it, I think some of the coolest stuff that I've seen is that there's one person that was able to uh, develop a Cortana suit and just kind of recreated it over and over and over again. So you you can get your own little Cortana cosplay, just buy it basically. Uh, speaking of cosplays, you can just buy a whole cosplay uniform if you want off of Etsy. Uh, you can get 3D models of weapons from the games. Uh, there's all sorts of miniatures you can get. Uh, although the coolest stuff is usually going to be like the Halo Ring Ring or the the cool patches you can get. Or there's a nice wall art of a sword, energy sword you can get. There's all sorts of really cool stuff on Etsy. Um, Although kind of on brand with the whole flood thing, since I kind of at least want to end it somewhat on that topic. Uh, Installation Zero Zero figured out Halo merch a long time ago. Uh, so he, he, he has a merch store on his website, installation.co.uk, for those of you who are curious. Uh, he has six pieces of merch, all right? And I want I want you guys to to really like think about how cool these ideas are. First of all, standard, okay, just a standard normal. I would say this is probably the the most standard thing he could have done. It's a 3D model with a stand and a light of the Pillar of Autumn. Cool. All right. A recreation of a spiker round. So the thing that the spiker fight like fires, it's a recreation of it. And it's got its own little stand. It looks like it's from the Halo 3 Believe ad campaign. Awesome. Needler rounds. Just straight up, it's just a needle. And it's big, it's jagged, it's pink, it's gorgeous. Uh, Two different vials. These vials contain, first of all, on the vials themselves, there's Oni labels. Uh there it's like it's got like caution stuff on it it's got barcodes it's got the oni insignia on it and it's a flood spore it's just sitting there in containment and you're in a jar but it's i don't know how he made it but it looks disgusting but that's how it should look it's a flood spore uh and then lastly there's these really cool like he really did a good job with these vile things but there's uh like vile v-i-a-l um augmentation vials this like a vial of the spartan serum like that sort of stuff is pretty freaking awesome uh i can appreciate clothes as much as the next guy but you got to get real creative if you want me to buy your your clothes since pretty much everybody can print their own shirts these days uh it's just unfortunate so (sighs) that's uh that's the current state of that but yeah his merch is really dope highly recommend looking at that uh I think my favorite piece of Halo merch that I currently own was a gift from Cheyenne. Uh, Before we had gotten married, it was like our second year of dating. And she had gotten me for Charismas, I think. It was a mug. Um, You guys know Untitled Goose Game? I know you do, James. Oh, yeah. It's a mug that has... By the way, James, you and I should really like sit down and continue playing that again. Uh, It's a mug that has the, the the untitled goose running away from Master Chief with the activation index in its mouth. <laughs> That's funny. It's hilarious, because the chief just looks panicked, terrified. <laughs> I don't <laughs> is the, own is the, much gonna merch, but I think the... I, I have, like, a few shirts here. I like my Spartans Never Die shirt from what I got from uh, Outpost Discovery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my... Uh, defi- I think that's definitely my favorite. Just for nostalgia. You know, I actually kind of want to talk more about Outpost during the after show. Um, we can. Which, speaking of, 
We're gonna go do that. We're gonna go head over to that instead. I always say head over to it as if we're like moving studios, but no, we're just waiting like five minutes and then hitting record again. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you want to hop over to the after show and join us over there, we're gonna be on patreon.com forward slash jumperscape. The early bird is still available. We still have seats open, so you can feel free to still grab that. Uh, the audience is still small and still growing, so we would love to see you over there. Uh, if you want to join the community outright, though, and not have to worry about whether or not you'll actually see an episode because things fell behind a little bit in the upload schedule for the Terminals After Show, <laughs> my bad, uh, discord.gg forward slash jumperscape. You'll be able to join us all there. The community is rapidly growing right now. We got a really large set of guests that are now appearing in the discord including we just had uh one of halopedia's admins it's, it, one of the top dogs join our server just last week and uh i only cried a little so feel free to head over there ask a couple questions about halo lore that aren't creepy and we'll see you in the after show momentarily thank you for listening The library was produced and published by Jumperscape Audio. Funding was provided by our fantastic patrons on Patreon. Big thanks to DarkSalad42 and Connor Clark. If you enjoy the show and wish to support Jumperscape's future projects or get some sweet benefits, join our Patreon at patreon.com jumperscape or become part of this truly special community at discord.gg jumperscape. Thank you for your listenership, and we hope you enjoyed.